welcome to Butter With That, uh, our movie podcast. Uh, just a couple of friends from Philly who love talking about movies. Um, and this is our second installment of our, I guess, Halloween October edition. Uh, so we're doing horror movies that are important to us. Uh, and I am going to be doing Night of the Lepus or Lepus. We can't really figure out how it's pronounced right now. Um we're, we're, Connor's the only person that went to, you know, Catholic, Latin. I Academy. took four years of Latin, yeah. and I'm trying to remember how my yeah. teacher said it would have been pronounced. So I'll get back to you. Great. Thank you. Those four years really helped. <laughs> oh, they did. Clearly. I also took two years of um, classical Greece, Greek. Oh. How has that helped? Not at all. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. But it was fun. Thanks, school. Um, how's everyone doing? Great. Good. Good. I am wonderful. Fantastic. All right. So for the first part of the podcast where we get into the movie, uh, we're going to do our unfocus group, which uh, from the last episode, if you listen to it, uh, we're trying to do horror, like Halloween themed ones, uh, which most of these I wrote down the other day. So uh, we're just going to pick out a couple to kind of get us started, kind of do our intros. And the first one is horror movies that are so bad, it's good which I think is really appropriate mm. for the movie we're about to dive into. So whoever would like to go first for that one. So controversial opinion, but the human centipede oh, has God. one great scene, one truly amazing scene that has stuck with me all these years. And the doctor has made his creation, the three person human centipede. And there's this really because most of the movie is pretty like normally shot, pretty grounded, nothing like visually interesting going on. But there's this like five minute clip of where he's in the living room with his creation, the human centipede. And the cameras are like swirling around him. There's all these bright lights. And he's like showing the, the creature and the reflection. He's licking his own reflection in the oh. mirror. And it's this like super stylized five minutes in what was otherwise a pretty like boringly shot movie and also a really terrible movie but those like five minutes i think were just have stuck with me of like he is so proud of his horrible creation that he's just like licking his own reflection of like how egomaniacal that this person is not gonna lie that does not make me want to watch this movie still no human being should ever watch <laughs> that movie Ever. That should be the tagline for it. But if you can find that scene, that very specific scene. Cool. Um, who wants to go next? <laughs> Sorry to start it at. Yeah, uh, there the we human go. Centipede. It's always good starting with Human Centipede. Always. You know. Don't get me started on the sequel or trequel. Yeah, well, I can't we believe won't. we've gotten there already. Yeah, truly. So really, anything you say now. Yeah, we're good. Um, so <laughs> there's this movie called Darkness Falls that I think is genuinely yeah. good, but, um, I watched it a ton when I was younger and then my roommate and I would do like a, we call it the month of spoop. We watch like a spooky or scary <laughs> movie, um, every day in October. And last year we watched it and I was like, oh no, this movie's not good. But it, I mean, it's the, like the effects aren't good, but the movie itself and the idea is still really awesome. I'm like kind of fuzzy on the the actual details, but this one woman, she was like maybe the town witch, kind of creepy for some like <laughs> wanted. Was she a dentist? The was she, town witch. 
Like, why was she so obsessed with people's teeth? But anyway, she dies in a fire. Spoiler alert. Oh. And then she comes back and takes kids. Um, she, I don't know if she actually takes their teeth, but um, she like takes them if they look at her. And it ends up being really good. Great. So uh, Connor with Human Centipedes <laughs> with Darkness Falls. Christine, what you got? Shoulder shrug. Yeah, nothing. So for for those who can't see what's happening right now, Christine's just making a bunch of weird gestures. He's like deer in headlights. What about a bad movie that you liked? Um, I watched this movie called Abraxas, which is uh, Jesse Ventura coming and saving the day as an alien coming to oh. Earth. I've never seen this it's, movie. It's so bad, it's good. I've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of it either. Watch Abraxas. This is a plug for this movie. Did you ever watch Charmed? No. I did. Okay, because there's a villain called Abraxas. Oh, crossover. Yeah, and that's what I thought you meant. Wow, no, he's a definitely, he's a villain. Um, and he's not, he's not human. He He's like a demon, I would say. So they, these don't sound the same, but Abraxas nonetheless... Wow. Sounds like a Spider-Man villain name. Like some, some kind of like comic book mo- villain. Got some. I mean, if it's something that's repeated, I assume it's something within a mythology or biblical or that something, sounds, right? I know yeah, nothing about. Right. Yeah. Right. As far as my Latin and Greek education. <laughs> oh, not that I, it hasn't gotten as far, Connor. You still haven't told us if it's Lepus or Lepus. I'll let you know so. later. Great. Stay tuned. <laughs> when is later? Um, I, I kind of like that I pulled this question because it goes really well with the movie we're about to go into. So in my head is just like Mystery Science Theater 3000 because that's what I grew up on. So I've watched a lot of bad movies at a very young age. And one of the ones that comes to me is um, uh, The Killer Shrews. Has anyone seen that? Yes. Okay, great. So The Killer Shrews is a really, really horrible movie. And basically like actual truth? Yeah, except bigger. Yeah, they're large and, shrews. Uh, trying to kill people. Oh, God. And the shrews in the movie are just dogs. I was going to say. In shrew costumes. <laughs> and it's so silly looking. And then, the, like, nothing really happens in the movie at all, which is kind of consistent for, I feel like, a lot of movies during that time. But uh, the people in the house are just arguing and every few minutes being like, I need a drink. And so they're just like getting drunk in this house and arguing as there are a bunch of dog shrews surrounding the house trying to eat them. That's amazing. It's so dumb, but I love it. I have the poster hanging in my apartment right now. So, yeah. Have, have you ever seen, first of all, have you ever seen like an elephant shrew? Like no. no. Okay. Well, I haven't in person, but <laughs> I was. You're like. So it's I unanimous. Have. It's in my pocket. <laughs> I've had one all along. No. Um. Have you ever seen the video of? I guess not. <laughs> but the elephant shrew singing "Fan with the Opera." What? Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, if you haven't, please do because it's incredible. If you're having a bad day, mm-hmm. flip that on. Yeah, it's everything you could possibly want. All right. <laughs> so thanks. So thanks for the participation, guys. Uh, question number two. Favorite final girl. Oh, I'm excited I pulled this one. What's, What's a, final a final girl? girl? Ah. So a final girl is, so in a horror movie. Uh, oh, like the last. Yeah, like the last, last lady standing. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, someone might pick this, but, uh, what's her name? Is it Lori in Halloween? Uh, yeah, Lori. Yeah. 
Yeah, like she's she's a really good one. Jamie Lee um, Curtis. So Jamie Lee Curtis, like the person who survives at the end of Halloween. Really excited to see the new movie. I cannot wait. The descent was really scary, and so that final uh, lady, I was the like, descent is so good. You made it. She gets yeah. I would love for that us was to impressive. do that movie. Yeah, actually. I can't think of her name. Who was in um, Scream? Who was the main? Um, well, Sydney. Sid- yeah, Sydney Prescott. Sydney Prescott, who played Eve Campbell. Yeah. Campbell. Yeah. Well, I was also gonna say Gail Weathers. Um, Courtney Cox. Yeah, she makes it to the end too. She yeah. does, and like also her character grows so damn much throughout the series. So I like all four I movies. Love- me too. Me too. So are you guys both Scream going three, with Scream? Yeah. yeah. I, I think I, like we are. I don't think Scream, okay. Scream 3 is great, but it's... You're right. It's terrible. But it's like a fun, <laughs> terrible... I, I mean, I love... Um, God, the, the uh, officer's name. What's his name? Dewey. Um, you love Dewey. I love Dewey, Dewey but um, <laughs> David Arquette. I honestly love David Arquette. And I think Scream 4 is a great like reboot of, yeah. of that series. Like, how do we do Scream in the 2010s yeah i agree i remember watching it and being like super we just talked about this today yeah or Or yesterday one of those time means nothing to me anymore sure dave (laughs) do you disagree with scream four scream four is better than three but it's worse than two it's not very good it's fine it's like they were it's the only way you can tell that story now but we don't really need that story anymore, I don't think. I don't know. But it's also a TV series now, too, so it's a whole thing. Oh, season one yeah. is really good. Oh, I, haven't I haven't watched, watched it. season. I definitely recommend no. season one. I have not watched season Isn't two. It's an MTV production. It is, but it's actually really good. Here's the thing about MTV production. <laughs> okay. Here's I don't care if y'all, I don't hear if y'all uh, tear me alive for this, but I watched Teen Wolf. The first two seasons of Teen Wolf were very, very good. Everything else kind of sucked. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that too. Good I, show. I know nothing about it. Yeah, I would recommend it. I feel like MTV is either like 16 and pregnant or like really interesting <laughs> TV shows. No middle ground. <laughs> There's absolutely no middle ground. Um, but Scream Season 1 is is uh, really, really good. But they couldn't get the normal ghost face because that's like copyrighted. So they had to like invent a new mask. Weird. Like There's some legal thing. So the new mask is weird, but the show is really good. Yeah. Cool. Great. So you guys both pick Scream, which is kind of interesting. Um, all right. But different characters in it. No, no, yeah. that's I, that's awesome. I actually really like that. Um, my pick is from Your Next. Has anyone seen Your Next? Yeah. No. Okay. Erin, mm-hmm. like, oh, man, she's Good such choice. a badass. She, like, just kicks so much ass throughout the movie. And, like, it's so deserved that she's the final girl, I feel like. Yeah, that's fair in that movie. That's yeah. pretty... Um, I have to ask: is, Would Alien fall into this category? Because mm. then Ripley is the ultimate answer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. she's the final yeah. girl. That's fair. I mean, the fact that any of us picked anything else makes me feel dumb now. <laughs> but true. Alien yeah, two? I've never. Alien. You've never seen Alien? Alien. <gasps> oh. Oh, that we I have feel... to do that shit. That's gotta be a Dave movie watch. episode. Oh well, we're gonna have to figure that out. Oh, it's so good, Sam. Okay. It's pretty much perfect. The first, the first time I watched it was just on an in an airplane, which <laughs> I'm gonna say if you're gonna watch Alien, you should not, not watch it on an airplane. Environment. Um, is yeah, this for several movie? reasons. Confining spaces. Confining spaces, but also on a teeny screen, mm. like you're not getting anything out of that, but also at the same time you're terrified. <laughs> so, is this the movie where um 
a alien pops out of the like the stomach of yes out of the chest out of a okay. Bilbo Baggins. Oh, it's amazing. Correct? Because um, also, um, is the movie called Spaceballs where they make fun of? <laughs> yes, they also <laughs> do that expertly in Spaceballs. <laughs> so all I know of Alien is that because that scene when the alien pops out of you John Hurt. So I'm good. okay Ooh. with you remembering Alien because of Spaceballs. <laughs> you know, really I think that's totally fair. I wonder if that's okay, my great. least favorite Mel Brooks movie. Oh, oh really? Am I okay. my least favorite? Can that be a theme we do one month, Mel Brooks? Because I feel like that would oh, be great. I hope so. Yeah. I love Blazing Saddles. Okay. Um, I Young Frankenstein is my favorite for forever. Yeah. So nice. All right. So one more. And that is, oh, I love this one. So if you had to erase one trick-or-treat candy from the world. So this, <laughs> this is like one that you got, you know? Like, it has to be wrapped. You can't just pick, like, like candy corn sucks, at least in my opinion. Whoa. But that that can't be a pick because it's not, it's not wrapped. If it's loose. Right. So it can't be loose. Like, it has to be a wrapped one that you got from trick-or-treating. I despise Almond Joys. Whoa. That okay. fake shredded coconut can rot in hell. How oh. dare you, sir? I, I really hate you? Almond Joys. Disagree. Thank our sponsors, Almond Joy. Use promo code <laughs> Rotten Hell. <laughs> Hashtag Rotten Hell. Yeah, I hate Almond Joys almost as much as Snickers. But Almond Joys takes the cake. I think combined with other candy flavors, I never really liked getting Tootsie Pops yeah. in oh, no. Halloween no. candy. Because it's like, I'm backing that up I'll too. eat a Tootsie oh, Pop maybe oh, somewhere else. But when I've got chocolate and nuts and good good stuff, I don't want to have to... Like loose nuts thrown in What kind in of that? nuts are you getting? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the ingredients <laughs> in many package, yeah, packaged... Packaged... Oh, Mini nut-based candies. That's just like trail mix thrown into your <laughs> pillow sack. Although if you get a couple of cashews, that's my a pretty neighbors good were a bunch of crunchy health freaks. We know, we know what kind of uh, trick, trick or treat like host Christine is going to be. Yes. Uh, Sam. Um. <laughs> you got an egg. <laughs> oh. Some granola from Trader Joe's. Um. So. <laughs> There's this like ritzy neighborhood back where I'm from. Um, I won't say what it's called because I don't want to call anybody out. Um, but they used to give you like dollars if you went. So like everything Whoa. paled in comparison to that. But I really fucking hated getting Smarties. I was like, this, Aww. this Aww. sucks. And I would just, I wouldn't throw it back at them, but I would just like take it. And I'd be like, thanks. And then just throw it away. I love to imagine like seven year old Sam In your cat throwing costume. Smarties back at people like fuck you these suck can we also rewind and i'd love to know exactly how people were delivering dollars to the children of the neighborhood like it's it just like one of those pails it's like take one so so box of bills so to set the scene right well if you're I fucking mean, rich does it matter <laughs> It means everything to us, but nothing to them. A jack o' lantern filled. Oh man. I mean, I've got nothing. 
I'm about to go trick or treating again. Yeah, I mean, this was the 90s. I don't think they do that anymore. Probably not. Um, I think my pick, which Connor mentioned, <laughs> is going to have to be Snickers. Nice. Snickers is not my favorite, nope. but also it's something you get a lot of. So I yeah. feel like if you got rid of Snickers, it would leave so much space for other potential good things. I had a friend who was allergic to peanut butter, so we would trade Reese's and Snickers. Oh. And I would, oh, I would come up. out. Oh. I would just clean them out because he couldn't <laughs> eat them. So no guilt there. That's so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm sorry, but also give me your fucking candy. Yeah. <laughs> Not being able to have like a Reese's cup is, oh, God, you're missing out so much yeah. on life. That's my. Okay. What, what's your? If guys you all... think you know suffering, <laughs> <laughs> clearly, <laughs> you don't. I mean, Reese's are my all-time favorite candy. Yeah, they, yeah, they they're, they're top tier. Interesting. I usually get Reese's pieces in the movies too, like when Thank I go see you a movie. For calling it. Oh, no, I say Reese's Pieces. Never this might mind. be a thing we should talk about later, too. Yeah. Like, movie theater candy. Yeah, let's not a spoil this discussion. Okay. I, also, I also just, like, love sneaking food into movie theaters. Oh, sneaking so Chipotle. there's a whole level of sneaking stuff. Sneaking Chipotle into the Jungle Book new movie. Was Panera, Wawa, whatever. We got Wendy's when we went to see Avengers. Fucking beautiful. We Chocolate. also had... We had I, snuck, I snuck a, a bowl of Wawa stuff into Hereditary when we went and saw that. That was amazing for me. Chocolate yeah. or vanilla Frosties? Chocolate. 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 I'll say vanilla. <laughs> Just to be contrarian. The outsider. All right. Well, great. So, so that was the first segment. Uh, now let's get wow. into our movie. So uh, I am the host this week. So we're doing my movie, which was Night of the Lepus Lepus, whatever we've decided. I'm saying Lepus. I'll get back to you. That's what I've always called it. Uh, from 1972. Now, I picked this movie because I believe it is the first horror movie I ever saw. Uh, I saw my mom a couple weeks ago, and she backed this story up. But the reason I saw Night of the Lepus was because my parents always watched, like, really cool movies, but we weren't allowed to watch them. And my parents watched Night of the Lepus, but used one of my VHSs to record it, and it was my VHS of Peter Rabbit. You know, they're basically the same movie. So I'm just sitting there being super innocent, watching my Peter Rabbit movie, and all of a sudden there are rabbits covered in blood in front of me, um, which, you know, really fun memory. My mom's like, oh, yeah, and you know what? I think some of your baby tapes were on that VHS, too. Which was a really great twist also, where I'm just like, wow, were we that cheap where we're just recording over all of my stuff so you guys can watch your weird, shitty 1970s movies. Who didn't do that? Precious childhood memories. So good. One of the biggest fights my mom got in with my brother was he filmed or taped The Matrix over her Jane Fonda workout tape. It was a huge point of contention in the Rayburn family. I would love to see that Jane Fonda workout. And you know what? Kids these days are never going to appreciate those kind of fights with your family. Oh, man. Only 90s kids will remember. All of my Christmas movies were on random VHSs, and they're like kind of cut in and out. I remember... uh, the Star Wars, the first Star Wars on VHS was like a prize, like keep it in its container, never gets touched, never gets recorded over. That I was have like that a downstairs. Big... You do? Yeah, the one that doesn't have the added uh, added uh, 
Jabba the Hutt computer monster nonsense. I have a friend who burned me DVDs so that way I can watch the original Star Wars movies without all that dumbass CGI nonsense. Or without the, like, oh, God. Even the one I have has, like, a 20-minute per film introduction from George Lucas where he just looks like a swollen bullfrog in a sweater talking about how great the added CGI I have four through six without any of that shit can you please have a movie night (laughs) if if you guys want it they're there and I am so proud to own them yeah Dave the way you just described George Lucas made me think that like Job the Hutt was like his self insert fanfic he was was thinner then he he, he was seeing ahead He was seeing ahead. Jabba the Hutt is like a very similar to when we were talking about Slither. Just like a ton of flesh. Just a big flesh monster that just has a big tail that whips people. Yeah. So, there we go. And uh, so, Night of the Lepus, 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Criminally underrated. So, so bad. But again, it's the first horror movie I think I ever saw. And I was a huge baby until even just like recent years. So like I was not a horror person until like a few years back. Um, So um, this is one of the first ones I saw. It is about killer rabbits. It is based off a novel called The Year of the Angry Rabbit. No, it's not. It is. Um, Which also brings to mind, if you guys ever want to read some interesting like horror fiction stuff there is this book called paperbacks from hell by grady hendrix which talks about the history of horror paperbacks from like the 70s to like the 90s and there are so many books like this that were written um and it's insane like all of these killer animals and other shit um it's it's fucking fantastic can we start a book club yes please i have all of the books (laughs) (laughs) We can do all of this. I would love it. Um, So, again, Killer Rabbits. It's the 70s. Some of the actors in it, however, are pretty notable. Um, We have DeForest Kelly, uh, who played Bones in Star Trek. He is in this movie. That's why he looks so familiar. There you go. Um, Janet Leigh um, from Psycho. Lee? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she is in this movie. She's also in The Fog and Touch of Evil with Orson Welles. How did I not recognize her? She's she's older. It's a little definitely. later in her she's career. The, she's like the mom of the, the daughter in the movie. Jerry. And then uh, Rory Calhoun. Has anyone seen Motel Hell? Yeah. Fuck yeah. He is in this movie. Oh, He's cool. the farmer. That's yeah. great. Uh, Motel Hell is insane, and you should watch it if you're into just, like, weird fucking horror movies. Uh, they also played this at Exhumed a few years ago, and it's it's just, in, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so those people were in it. A lot of the other stars I noticed were from Westerns during the time, which I thought was really interesting. Because supposedly the movie is, like, based in Australia, and it's, I guess, kind of supposed to be, like, talking about issues going on then and also at the time now. Um, Like, it's talking about, like, population explosion and, you know, one species dominating in an area that it, like, shouldn't be dominating in, which, um, don't get me started on this topic, but... I think um, we're going to go there this episode. We, we might go there, but I really I really don't want to, because I'm going to sound like a total <laughs> fucking piece of shit if we go into this. 
Um, all right. So Night of the Lepus. Let us start with uh, the trailer. Sam, you watched the trailer this week, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> what did you get from the trailer? You know, um, what? well, personally, what I got from the trailer was just a gift. Um, but for the podcast, you know, I honestly, a part of me thinks I, I watched the wrong thing, um, because like <laughs> dread all over again. I know I was really having some like it's actually liar liar, but <laughs> did you actually bunnies in liar. lawyer suits? Oh, that would be cute. Yes. Um, all right. So the the trailer that I watched had just like these generic scenes of people dying and just absolute yep. carnage. That's Dead the movie. bodies, blood everywhere. And then a person's voice is like a, a, like cut over it that's like what happened? The night science made its greatest mistake. Oh, what yeah. unknown terror was born that night? And it's doing... So first of all, um, personal note, I love dramatic zooms. And so anytime that happens oh. in, in anything, I'm like, yes, sign me yes. up. <laughs> so this movie trailer. you'll love. <laughs> the trailer it's the movie for um, you <laughs> it's like zooming in on what what i know as an eye um and it zooms in so much that there's like you know how like there's always a glassy part of someone's eye it's like you know like where the light is shining in like well, reflective kinda, tell me yeah. more about the human eye sam <laughs> well, that's good anyway. um does it have astigmatism um anyway so it's zooming in and in and in onto this one eye um and it almost looks like two eyes like just staring but it keeps doing that and then the the like the reflex like the, the flex of light in this eye just pop up all over and it's like night of the leapers because this guy calls it leapers um and it it just builds and builds and builds um again showing all of this carnage um calls it the eyes of horror <laughs> and then never once tells you shows you what the villain is and i and i was like holy shit i only know it's rabbits because tori sent me this picture last night that was i was like what I'm like, Sam, can Earth you post this picture? And she's this. like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and so... Wait, there's I, no rabbits in the trailer? Well, um, yes and no. So it's a, a, an eye of a rabbit. Like, I know that because Tori showed me that picture. If I hadn't seen that, I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. So, like, they don't say what the villain is at all. Like, But I guess that... if you want people to watch a movie, even in the 70s, you're not going to immediately be like, hey rabbits so oh, no. this came up in a review that i read <laughs> oh no that was actually <laughs> yes. talking about the it the writer brought up this question did mgm actually want to let people know that this was featuring killer rabbits no. this is apparently no. mgm was Weird. a little skittish about promoting the film oh really and initially the movie was supposed to be why. called rabbits oh. it was a little on the nose so they changed it to night of the lepus but that you can see that, well, at least according to this writer, that even in the trailer, as Sam was pointing out, that they were hesitant um, to show killer rabbits because they didn't think that would, as Connor say, get the butts in the seats. So, <laughs> so MGM didn't want to show that this was rabbits, which I think probably makes sense, <laughs> especially with like how the name of the book it was based on and the movie are like obviously very different. 
Um, cause like lepus, I feel, or lepus or whatever, however you pronounce it. Who cares? I, I would not think like that's the term for rabbit necessarily. But I if actually, it's a lepus, oh, maybe that's why they call it <laughs> lepus. I actually, leap, yeah, so, well, leap. so, um, hold on. Wait, wait. Yeah, maybe I'm onto something. Hey. So I actually did some unofficial research. Oh, here we go. About rabbits. So I just visited my friend who own who uh, has two bunnies and they are very, very strong. They are. So in the movie, rabbits just like really fuck some people up. And you know what? A rabbit stole a carrot out of my mouth because it was very strong. Wait. <laughs> Why was I feel like you have more to answer Not my than mouth. the rabbit. <laughs> listen, listen, I, I grew up hands. I grew up with rabbits, <laughs> so I need more explanation. I meant my hands. Not my <laughs> But you said mouth. No, Connor. No. I a hundred percent meant my hands. Oh, <laughs> what the? I'm fuck never gonna is forget happening? this, Connor. I'm gonna write this, this on a list. This evolved so quickly. <laughs> oh. God. Anyway, um, Hands. I think no. <laughs> I think we all know a little bit more about rabbits and Connor and ourselves and Connor uh, than we did before. Um, so, Gosh. Christine. Uh, you did reviews for this movie, which I am dying to hear what the reviews are. It was interesting because most reviews I could find were actually reviews of the Blu-ray remastered version. Do you think that made a difference? Um, Eric Henderson and Clayton <laughs> Dillard from Slant gave it a, gave the Blu-ray remastering a four out of five stars. So I was very intrigued to see what they had to say. And I think that um, this quote really kind of um, sums up their views of the movie. Um, Eric Henderson said, William's Clayton, William Clayton's film is a radically dull riff on the uh, nature run amok genre, utilizing what must, what must have felt at the time like the only animal not yet exploited to scare audiences. <laughs> Um, I was intrigued by how this writer would define radically dull, um, as if it was this groundbreaking horror movie, uh, because it was so dull and possibly poorly made. Um, I was also intrigued by the idea that this movie was trying to tap into a new scare genre, and that was the scary rabbit, but I would question... <laughs> His assertion that um, it was considered the only animal not yet exploited. I mean, you've got terrifying rabbit things. You've got Bonicula. You've got Watership <laughs> Down, which is like the scariest. It, that is terrifying. Um, there are aspects of Peter Rabbit that are scary. you got Farmer Gregor running around with a hoe trying to kill rabbits. So it's I would a little argue. scarring. Yeah. But... Um, it also, there were some reviews that were talking about um, this movie, uh, like a horror movie playing it straight. Um, and it made, or like the phrase was this idea that the movie could have been aware of its campiness and if it of its terrible, but it, it is it not. Was not. Yeah. It was not. 100% straight. Is is 100% committed to what is supposed to be a horrifying movie. And it made me think about this question of 
does a movie need to be aware of its potential to be a camp classic to be treated as such? Does this movie only earn its credits maybe as a camp classic because people are looking back on how horrible it was um, and, and the fact that the actors were fully committed and does that enhance ability, a movie's mm. ability to be deemed as this sort of fully, fully devoted camp movie and um, making it, you know, elevating it to a new status. Um, so that was definitely something, one question, or one question that um, really came up in my mind. Um, and it's also, they were reviewing uh, commentary that the creators were contributing to this remastered version. And um, the commentary contextualizes the movie um, they, they think with sobering intelligence. The author of the story that originally wrote this movie uh, was supposed to be tapping into the subgenre of ecological horror, as Tori was mentioning, um, and how the movie and the story is supposed to explore anxieties of overpopulation, specifically in the Southwest. I don't know if that has any root in real like context, but it's just interesting how in a remastered version are the creators trying to also legitimize their movie that they realized was not very good. No, um, I and try to endow it with more meaning later on. I love that that was brought up too, because you know, we just came from Slither and we'll probably have some other movies in the future that like we can definitely consider like a little sillier, but also self-aware of being silly. Uh, this movie was not self-aware at all. They played it straight, but I think also for other movies like this that I have seen, that isn't totally surprising. Like I said, like my pick for earlier was uh, The Killer Shrews, and <laughs> that was not self-aware either. Like They tried to play it straight, but as did many of the movies at the time, many of the movies like MST3K like tackled. Those are a lot of movies where they thought this was like serious horror that was going on. And, you know, I mentioned the movie, the book uh, paperbacks from hell, which also gives you so many other books. Like there's one about killer crabs and stuff that probably are a little bit more serious uh, than they should have been. And maybe it's just like growing as, you know, a genre is is kind of like also recognizing like this is kind of fucking silly and we're just gonna roll with that you know um which is also why i'm interested for connor's opinion on this movie because he also just watched this um which the, also the first the first few scenes of the movie they're just like talking about like collecting rabbits and how many there are in the area and they're also very big. They're big rabbits. They're so oh, again. It's I, I grew up with rabbits. They are not the type of rabbits I grew up with. And uh, at the beginning, they're collecting specimens, but they're just throwing mass amounts of rabbits into garbage cans no. and taking Wait. them back to the lab. When was this movie made? Uh, seventy-two. And when did like protection of animals become? Because now I'm sort of like when they really Google it. Rabbits into Google it while Connor talks okay. talks about some of the thoughts he has. I loved this movie. I'm glad there are some old movies that are just tough to get through because they're kind of like slow plate, slow paced, and this kind of had its moments of like just kind of like scientists talking to each other, it was just like kind of going on for a while. But 
man, the miniature work of this, because there was only a few instances of using like green screen and computer graphics to try to make the rabbits like actually huge. They use some interesting techniques. So they um, basically the premise of the movie is that they to try to fix overpopulation of the rabbits. They try to use a like a a drug to it's either which I just want to point out that at the beginning they're like oh we have this drug it's just sounds like from a friend or some colleague sends <laughs> sends this drug to them and they go I wish I knew what the effects of this serum would be and those are actual words that they speak at the beginning like oh we don't know how this is going to go but let's fucking do it yeah this movie is pretty much only starring scientists and cops that's like pretty much it and so these scientists are trying to fight this overpopulation of rabbits because they're eating everybody's plants. And so the farmers are like losing all their crops, which is actually something that it's happened in Australia. Wants it to be. Because originally there were no rabbits in Australia. Rabbits are not native to that continent at all. And then they introduced rabbits to probably fight some pest. And then they took over and there was a huge overpopulation problem. So I think you mentioned with the book was originally set in Australia. Yeah, so that was a huge issue that is actually still going on. I actually think they also, and this might be New Zealand, I'm so sorry, um, they have a problem with frogs. That is Australia. That's Australia? Yep. Yeah, John Oliver has a, a big bit about it. Oh, and they'll yeah. actually kill, they go out of their way to kill the frogs. Which is so interesting, just like watching this movie and like trying to figure out what they want me to feel and it is not at all like I should be afraid of or be like, you know, pissed at the rabbits for what they doing. I'm like, this is all fucking people just fucking with their environment and the, you know, animals and plants or whatever just doing what they should be doing. I rooted for the rabbits. Absolutely. Yeah. They're so fucking cute. They're covered in blood, but they're cute, you know? Yeah, so the scientists try to, like, inject hormones, and they say cyanide also, maybe, into the rabbits to try to stop them from breeding, it sounds like. But these two scientists who are the lead, their daughter really loves a rabbit, and so switches out the control in the experiment with a rabbit who, like, was injected and then takes that rabbit home. And then that infected rabbit with this, like, experimental serum, like, some neighbor boy is like, that rabbit's stupid, I hate rabbits, kicks it into the field, and then it goes and infects other rabbits, and then they grow huge, like, man-sized rabbits. Living in, uh, like, tunnels. That in a mine. In a, yeah, they're in a oh mine, which is so great. Well, and they built, I mean, what's so amazing about this movie is they like computer graphics really weren't that huge of a thing. So they built miniatures of a mine and miniatures of a town and then put like normal sized rabbits in those miniatures and filmed them. So there's yeah. all of these scenes of rabbits running through a miniature town, but because of the way they shot, they look like they're the size of people. Uh, running through this town, but the town's like just built to be a miniature version of a real and town. And close-ups of like their teeth and then covering, covered in blood. And like Sam mentioned this idea too, which I really think is super important, but like the deaths of 
people who got mauled and killed by rabbits are not really what you see in the movie. Like one of the first deaths, it looks like the it's a truck driver, and it looks like he is very methodically. Oh, cut they up. talk about that like, in the trailer. It looks like Jack the Ripper was just like, yes, yeah, so we want to like very like surgically remove these body parts. It is not at all what it would look like if an animal, any type of animal, like mauled this person, and it's just like come on guys like you probably should have known to make this a little bit messier but it's like a torso and then like an arm here very cleanly cut an arm here very clearly legs cut. cut at the knees yeah like come on everyone well what's what i want to know big question is do these rabbits eat meat because rabbits just eat vegetables but they don't actually eat any humans so yeah. i think they just attack the humans because they're just, like, in their way. Well, I think the movie also tries to lead you to believe that, like, because there are so many rabbits, they're also starving. So maybe mm. they're trying to eat meat because they're starving so much. But also they don't make that clear. Because then later on in the movie, after they've been, like, killing humans, they're just, like, eating random food fruits and vegetables and stuff and they're doing it in a very menacing way like so after they've murdered <laughs> humans you're supposed to be scared of these rabbits sitting there like chomping on celery and you're like, like Benicula who sucks yeah. the juice from the vegetables there's also this part where they're talking to I guess one of the guys who works in forensics and he's standing there and they're like could it be vampires doc and he stands there and he goes possibly pauses <laughs> and goes Probably Sabretooth. And I'm like, he did not even, like, discount, like, vampires. He was like, mm, I don't know, maybe. And then went on to something different. Well, I always immediately go to vampires when anything mildly inconveniences me. I mean, there were but some But also, if, weird... like, you've, like, went to school for this thing, like, should be should that be one of the things that you're like, I, I don't, don't know. know, maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Do this it was probably rabbits. Right. Do the scientists feel any sense of responsibility for what, for this ecological disaster? Yeah. They mostly blame, blame on the rabbits. Like, I feel like there's no human accountability. There's no connection between there, no. giant man-eating rabbits and yeah, there's not like a, experiments. This was our fault. Like, you don't have that real moment in this movie which might be important if you're trying to talk about like our effects on the environment and stuff. Like that is not a thing that happens. Um, there's so also like a movie that needed like a Dr. Malcolm of a probably. Yeah. 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 There's Someone also to be part... like, you spent so much time thinking about if we could make rabbits giant that you didn't ask, what are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to be fair, the scientists didn't know what the effects of the serum would be. They're like, I don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to fucking do it anyway. <laughs> and I mean, it's really the daughter's fault because she was like, Daddy, I love this bunny. But and also, like, listen, like, yeah, I'm fine blaming kids for a lot of things. But if you are a, a scientist or a doctor and you have fucking credentials and you're like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Should you be doing that thing? You might want to have some idea of what's going to happen. And they're like, uh. Just inject them and go. I mean, this was... I honestly thought that the solution to this movie was going to be using DDT or pesticides because this is 1972 no. and there is an element of like other farmers like literally burning their fields 
to get the normal sized bunnies to just go away. So I was kind of happy that they didn't use like, oh, pesticides is the answer. Mm-hmm. The main scientists don't like pesticides. Oh, Which- oh. <laughs> Also, like, them filming this as, like, a, or advertising this as, like, a, we don't know what the killer is, and not immediately saying it's rabbits, might also kind of involve the rabbits dying, because I didn't enjoy watching any of the rabbits die. There's one part where the rabbit is clearly over, like, the cellar of a house, and the guy in the cellar is shooting up. And this rabbit shoots up in the air and there's just like a shot of blood all over the place. And it's sad to watch. Like I actually wrote down a sad face because I was just like, there are rabbits on fire. There are rabbits getting shot at. I don't want to see any of this. There were a total of, as at least on screen, nine human deaths. Yeah. But there were literally thousands of rabbits that died in this movie. Also, so many slow motion scenes of rabbits running through uh, mines or fake towns, just like in slow motion with this weird music. Like, it's not really scary. I had no, I like wrote it down as like the music, but I have no idea how to describe it because it's so odd. It's so bizarre to hear you say this because I just looked at my notes and (laughs) I called it a buffet of bodies. So the fact that like, yeah, (laughs) most things that die in this film are rabbits and in these really like weird and gruesome ways, which is a good opportunity now to say that they weren't real rabbits that were dying. I mean, they might have been real rabbits in the film, but the Humane Society has been around since like the 19th century. So we're good. Hopefully. Did the rabbits organize? Was there a sense of leadership? Like union? I mean, were any... Oh, you wish that movie thought of that. Oh, man, that'd be even better. That the rabbits were working as a cohesive body. They were just hiding out in a a mine. Because I kind of had this also vision of, like, Rise of the Planet of the Apes kind of thing, where you got scientists doing things they shouldn't be doing. It's hard to say how... Rising up. They're it's just... hard to say how, like, you know, I guess sentient or, like, aware of the situations that are going on. The only rules that this movie sets up for the rabbits are that they only move at night. <laughs> they do say that, which is Several weird. times. Yeah. And that they just attack people. They move at night and attack people. Other than that, there's, like... No rules to how these But there giant are scenes rabbits. where they attack horses and oh, cows. True. That's right. Also, so they make these rules and then completely ignore them. There's also the scene during the day where a bunch of rabbits have apparently attacked this general store because like one of the farmer comes up and he like walks over and everything's like burning and like broken down. And he looks in the window and there are, and this is the picture I sent you, Sam. It's just a bunch of rabbits sitting in this area and honestly they look like they're high as fuck like they just ate a bunch of munchies and they're trying to chill out like that is what that scene looks like where they're just like oh man like i just want to fucking hang out right now well and what's amazing about that scene is they just threw cherry tomatoes at the rabbits so that way they would look like they're eating real sized tomatoes, but they're just cherry tomatoes. No. So they do this great, I mean, there's so much great work of like miniatures to try to convey how big these rabbits are. Also, that classic 70s blood. Yes. You know? It's just paint. Yeah. 
I think you've kind of gotten to the heart of my question about how a film could be radically dull. And Connor, <laughs> listening to you explain these sets that have been clearly crafted with care and with thought, but why and like does it actually communicate suspense or terror? No, but I love the idea of the filmmakers creating these miniature towns and streets and objects and just planting very docile, friendly-looking bunnies to just sort of They're slowly so move around among them. I would say that that achieves a height of radical dullness, <laughs> which I would be intrigued to watch. Like, trying to make bunnies scary sounds really hard. Um, Once again, about Watership Down... And terrifying. it's mini it's miniature sets. But maybe that's more of psychological. Yeah. But terror. like so it's miniature sets and then some of the close up scenes it's just people in bunny costumes. No. Oh, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's so crazy. You have a man dressed in a bunny costume tackling a horse, tackling a cow, tackling a man. And whenever they touch one of those creatures, just red paint everywhere. <laughs> and it's so clearly a man jumping onto another creature. It's kind of like someone took the scene from Monty Python Holy Grail with the killer rabbit. And they were like, yeah, this is a serious moment in that movie. That is kind of what I got from this. It's like someone took that so seriously. They're like, we should base a whole fucking movie around this one scene. And tie it to environmentalism, overpopulation. Like we're so deep right now. 1970s woke. Yeah. I mean, this is basically um, a Malthusian fairy tale with like the Grimm brothers. Mm. Of like the, I mean, yeah. the film opens with a newsreel talking about the overpopulation of rabbits around the world. Whether it's scientists giving lectures or newscasters explaining crises that are directly related to movies. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's really opening hard. scenes. Yeah, and it's just hard to say what the, I guess, the reasoning was or what kind of message you were supposed to get from it. There's also one of the scenes where after a bunch of deaths, the one of the cops comes up and he's like, it was like a rabbit, but it had teeth this big. And it's not even that big the way he motions with his hands. Like, it's still, like, maybe twice the size of a normal rabbit, but it's not like it's insanely large that you're supposed to be scared. But they try to make that moment really, like, oh, my God, these rabbits are huge. Yeah, they were, like, man-sized, not, like, building size rabbits. No, they were not. Um... Do you want to talk about how they decided to end the rabbits? I guess. That's that's a pretty clever idea. So basically what they do is decide to use the like train tracks to electrify all of the rabbits. So which was very like I'm not gonna lie, rewatching this, I was like, okay, I'm I'm ready for this to be done. Like and like I still enjoyed it, but I was like, all right, I've you know, this has gone on long enough and I'm ready. There's only slow so many slow motion shots you can watch of rabbits With jumping weird off. Weird ass slow motion music. Um so they electrocute all the rabbits. So by the end, you just have a shot with so many dead rabbits. And no matter what you've set up before that, 
it's really sad seeing a bunch of dead rabbits in front of you. <laughs> Literally thousands of rabbits die because they say there's like oh, like well over a thousand rabbits. Yeah, it's it's not my favorite thing. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the rabbits are the heroes. I usually root for anything non-human um, because I think humans in general are terrible and also cause the majority of their own problems. So I didn't think this movie was any different. And they picked like, you know, yeah, let's use a super cute animal to be the villain. And that's just, I'm not buying it at all. Yeah. So nine humans dead. Thousands. Thousands of rabbits. Of rabbits dead. But horrific. Night of the Lepus. Um, (laughs) It also suggested this happened over the course of one evening. Which isn't accurate. Would you say that this was contained within an evening? No. Probably like three months. Oh Oh my god. (laughs) The timeline is murky. I, I would have a hard time actually like saying anything, but definitely more than one night. I would say act one of the movie is over a long period of time, and then acts two and three are much more. Yeah. If together. it is supposed to be over one night, it they do not make <laughs> it seem like that at all. Um, any any other thoughts about the Night of the Lepus from um, you guys? If you appreciate miniatures at all, you'll love this movie. You it know is, how I feel well about done. things in miniature. It makes me want to put my fist through glass. It's why I love Indiana. Because you love it? or Yeah, I love it okay. so much I have to destroy it. Because it's so it. cute. Yeah. You're just like, fuck. I can't let it exist in the world. That minecart scene from Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom is what Aww. elevates that movie so high. True. It's a great minecart scene. Wait, are you saying you haven't seen it? Mm-mm. Never seen it. Kaliman. Okay. <laughs> There's like so many things I'm learning like, well, we have to watch this and this. Not even on the podcast, just as friends. We need to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool. So we're going to come back. We're going to have our final segment uh, and talk a little bit about our whiteboard question. So stay tuned. podcast for this week uh so we have talked much about uh killer rabbits and you know 1970s blood and gore and all that fun stuff uh so i have a whiteboard question for you guys so this segment is just uh questions that we leave for people to think about for a little bit and you know come up with different answers for so what I had for this week is create a Tinder profile for a, a horror movie slasher. So I, I definitely have one ready and like like rearing to go. But who who also has one that they, they want to do right now? Let's go. 
I think I want to hear you go first. Uh, you want me to go first? Okay. So, um, as people may or may not know, I host a monthly uh, horror movie night at Century Bar in the Grace Ferry area. Uh, so... Uh, depending on when this airs, um, I've just done the October one. We'll have a November one rearing to go at the beginning of the month, which I believe is going to be the original Suspiria because the uh, new Suspiria is also coming out in November. So whether you're excited about the new Suspiria or not, I figured it'd be fun to see the original because the original is such a fucking classic. Um, but... Uh, because of this, I started thinking about what I would want a Tinder profile for a, a slasher movie to be, and I picked Cropsy from The Burning, which was the first movie that I showed for my horror night. If you have not seen The Burning, it is really great. Uh, it's usually painted as a Friday the 13th, um, like, knockoff, but actually the screenplay and everything was written before uh, Friday the 13th was. So, if anything, like, this was a little bit before, and I really like it. It's also based off of the New York uh, folklore about Cropsy, who was, like, an escaped um, patient from the mental health asylum on the island, um, who was, like, haunting and, like, killing children and stuff like that. So, um, I wrote a Tinder profile for him, which, um, if you've seen the movie The Burning, uh, his face is very, very badly burnt, uh, for most of it. <laughs> shocker. Uh, shocker, The Burning. There's some burning actually going on. Um, so I figured for his profile pictures, they'd all be him, like, fairly covered up. Um, in the majority of the movie, there's just, like, a top hat with a trench coat. So I kind of have him, like pictured as that in the majority of his tinder profile um which i figured he'd also like kind of offer because he has hedge clippers also because he's the maintenance man um offering to you know like keep people's like yards neat and whatnot as like his cute little hey if we date like i'll do this for you do you like topiary because i do i i love topiary um, I'm also thinking of him as, like, a vegetarian slash, like, raw, uh, food eater, um, maybe being slightly hesitant to cook with anything, given the fact that his face is very, very badly burned. Um, also with the hedge clipper groundskeeper thing, I was thinking of some jokes, but, um, hedge clipper, I'm, I'm just gonna leave that out there in the air, because immediately it was... Very, very uh, inappropriate. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, that's what we're going to leave it with. Um, he's interested in long-term commitments, but not necessarily having children, um, which, again, based on the movie, he has kind of a bad relationship with most kids at the summer camp. So I don't think he's someone who wants to get married and have a bunch of children. Fair enough. It's important to lay that out in the beginning. As far as zodiac signs go, he's avoiding all fire signs. Just saying. He does not want to date any of those fire signs. Um, he is basically just looking for someone to apply aloe vera lotion to <laughs> his body. Because <laughs> really he sweet. is, again, very badly burnt. He's a fixer-upper. He's a fixer-upper. Um, just needs some tender loving care, you know? TLC. So. Uh, that is Cropsy's uh, Tinder profile. <laughs> if anyone's interested, please, please swipe right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the right thing. Great. Cool. <laughs> um, anyone else have a good Tinder profile 
for tonight? I think I interpreted it a little bit. Or I... Here we go. I looked up... <laughs> Here we go. Um, what... How to write the best Tinder profile. Yes. And datemix.com yeah. says, in order to impress a potential mate, remember, you have a short amount of space, so you want to say something. The short... It's all about the little things. It's about lists and fun. So a, a format they suggested was greater than or less than format. What? So. Oh, okay. I compiled some slasher greater than, less than formats. Mm. Demon children greater than demon dolls. Slow walking greater than fast running. Does that mean like scarier? Mucus membranes greater than blood. Quiet suburbia with a heavy synth soundtrack greater than quiet farms with a heavy synth soundtrack. Strobe lights greater than shadow corners. Bathtub deaths greater than shower deaths. Calls from outside the house greater than calls coming from inside the house. And axes greater than knives. I don't know if I agree with the calls one. That was... You want calls from inside the house? Isn't that scarier? Who's calling you from outside? Well, I guess everybody's calling you from outside. Yeah, like that, that babysitter story fucked me up as a kid. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Christine, again, every week... <laughs> You just really take it to a different place, and I love it Truly. so much. Thank you, thank you for also teaching us about how people should do their Tinder profiles. This is according to Date Mix, so others have other opinions. Sponsored about by Date Mix. What is the ideal Tinder profile? Mm. But. I, I dig it. It's real good. I think that person's going to get a lot of hits. A lot of swipe rights. Whoever they are. Yeah. Um, who else has a profile for us? So I strayed a little bit away from Slasher, um, and I went with the Babadook. And, uh, <laughs> you know I want anything Babadook related, yeah. so this is good. Uh, Babadook! Um, anyway. Babadook! Uh, <laughs> um, so the Babadooks would be um, avid reader, amateur <laughs> ch child fiction writer, no dogs, um, <laughs> children okay. Children okay. That's, that's it. So, short and that's so legit. Short and sweet. Also, yeah, there's that one like Babadook meme with Paul oh, yeah. Ryan that makes me just like lose my shit every what time. What is it? It's about healthcare, and he's just like, our healthcare plan is only like a few words, and it is the Babadook is your is your doctor now, basically. Oh. I kind of ruined the Babadook when we watched it in college because he kind of looks like Danny DeVito's penguin from Batman Returns. Oh, yeah, he kind of does. So whenever the Babadook would pop up, I would shout, where's the Batman? Aww. And that kind of ruined the movie. So I apologize. So you, you that means the you're an yeah. asshole. So I was, yeah, you just straight up ruined a great movie. <laughs> so I apologize to my partner and now fiance for ruining the movie for Melissa. her. We're all real sorry for you. You deserved better in that this moment. fucking sucks. I'm really sorry. Dave, do you have one? Yeah, I have one for, uh, it would be, uh, you know, you pop onto uh, Tinder as you do and you find uh, Jason Voorhees. Mm. Sure. Uh, of course. It's, it's listed as outdoorsman. <laughs> uh, okay. Must enjoy uh, hiking and uh, 
and the outdoors. Um, no swimming. <laughs> he uh, hates swimming. Loves his mother. And uh, will you be the uh, the person to unmask my love? Whoa. Aww. That was that took a turn. That's beautiful. For the Classic. beautiful. He is very dangerous. <laughs> stay away from Jason. Dangerous like left, in but, love. But uh, a fixer upper. Really like hikes. Hikes and hikes and moms. Oh, yeah. a, a true fixer upper. If you if you think you can impress moms, then sure, go for it. So I chose the star of Child's Play, Chucky. Oh. Ugh. So Honor. he says he's great with children cool. and that he would want to be your Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like Gritty. Did you see those tweets? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> Bringing Gritty back. I love this it. This whole ginger shit I just can't get on board with. <laughs> so I think he would really, because there's a lot of Tinder profiles. Like, I'll be your I'll be your Ed Sheeran. I'll be your Jim and Pam from the like. I'll be saying that stuff? Oh, yeah. God. Is that a thing? Probably. It's hard out there. It's It's really hard out there. <laughs> So I think that Connor, how long kids. have you been in a relationship? For six years. Okay, great. <laughs> I so, just want people to know Connor might not be the expert on Tinder profiles. I might not be, but I think Chucky could be make a really compelling case. Like Grandpa Kids, he loves Ed Sheeran. He is, you know, not gonna, you know, um, he's literally a good guy. He's, he's a good guy doll. Literally I, a good guy. Indeed. So I think Incredible you can a lot sense. of people to swipe right. Chucky. Whether those relationships last or not, who's to say? You know, Tinder doesn't no care knows. if those relationships last. No, it doesn't. As long as you pay for the premium, that's really all they care. Mm-hmm. Or the, isn't there that group setting too? Is there a group setting? I think there's like a group meetup thing that I've heard yeah, about. Yeah, which I also like to just think of like what a group of these like serial killer <laughs> slashers would look like with like normal people. Yeah. Um, great. Well, well, thanks, guys. I think this was fairly entertaining for me. Um, <laughs> just for you. <laughs> just for me. I, I love it. Um, does anyone have anything they would like to quickly plug before we start wrapping things up here? Please watch Night of the Lepus. And it is Lepus. The much-awaited verdict is, I think but it's is, Lepus. But it is two ninety nine on Amazon. Crumpus. Oh, oh, don't throw that. Stop. Don't throw that my way. Lepus. Lepus. If I hear Crumpus one Krampus. more time, I'm going to rage. There's going to be a serious corrections corner, potentially, in our future. Please leave us the feedback if you know how to per, uh, correctly pronounce yeah please listen to us we are on soundcloud itunes uh rate us review us we'd love to hear what you're thinking follow us on instagram twitter and facebook and uh because it's my episode i'm gonna also leave off on please uh check out chill and kill horror nights uh that i host every month at century bar um i also try to just like leave random horror news on the facebook page but uh, next month should be Suspiria, which is a fucking great movie. And if you'd like to see it like in a setting with people, like on on the screen, it should be a pretty fun time. If you want to hang so. out with us, some of us will be there. Yeah, Woo. yeah, we will. It'll be oh, a good oh, time. Oh, Christine has a video Lepus. to play. What was it? Lapis. Lapis. Great. Lapis. YouTube. But he's also saying it like Lapis. But like my, I'm my instinct, Laurel, my instinct. No, that's it. That's it. That's it. Obviously, this needs to end. So, uh, butter with that. Thanks, guys.
Bye. 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 Lapis.